This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. number 291 good lord what did you watch this week my name is mike oh my name is john god 291 episodes that's that's kind of crazy isn't that crazy Coming up on 300 oh yeah it's nine weeks away essentially like in the new year wow 300 episodes that's pretty significant i think I, I think it is. You know, like I said, uh, sometimes people will be like, oh, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And every time I mention a podcast, they're like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, yeah, we have almost 300 episodes. Oh, oh, so you're really doing a podcast. Yeah, this isn't just like, oh, we've done three or four. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not um, half-assing it. I mean, we do half-ass it, let's be honest. Like, we don't have super production values, and we're not using, like, Blue Yeti microphones. We have no advertisements. We have no sponsors. Like, it, it for all intents and purposes, we are, quote-unquote, half-assing it because we're just kind of chatting into the microphone and slapping a label on it. But, yeah, we're, we're consistent, enough. at least. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, but we have fun, right? Uh-huh. You know, we have fun. We enjoy ourselves. We have almost yes. 20,000 unique listeners. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think so. For, We've got just um, two dudes from Maine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're six days into the month, so our average downloads this month, if you look at all of our people downloading all the episodes, not like last week's episodes, you know, but we're at 38,651. Huh. That, that's a so, lot of math. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is. We're all about women's rights. <laughs> um, That's from another podcast. Here. That's from Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Mike and Tom Eat Snacks? I don't listen to that one. Uh, they just came back. They've been gone for a couple of years, but it's um, Michael Ian Black yeah. and Tom Cavanaugh. And they eat a snack and they rate a snack. So it'll be like Oreos or, you know, pecans. Um, <laughs> it's, fu- it's fucking ridiculous, but it's great because they're just they riff off each other constantly. Well, um, so we have had in the past 30 days, 758,639 downloads. What? Say, I'm sorry. Say that again. Says here in the past 30 days, but I think 30 it's days. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, or no, sorry. Regard all time. 758,639 okay. downloads. Okay. 758,000 downloads is a lot, but yeah, if that's all yeah. time, I mean, we've been doing this for years, so that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. We're averaging per episode 38,651 downloads. That's, that's kind of insane. 38,000 yeah. downloads per episode. 
Yeah, our, our top episode is entitled Maybe He Had Diarrhea at 59,874 episodes. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, uh, from, from earlier this year, actually. <laughs> I mean, with a title like that, you've got to at least give a listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like with all these numbers on these analytics, maybe mm-hmm. someone could like rate us on somewhere or send us a a tweet or something and say like hey this is what i like (laughs) this is what i didn't like right that's the thing is we give out our twitters each week but nobody ever tweets us nobody ever asks us rarely rarely i'm okay with it like sincerely yeah like i don't want this to be a another job yeah so i don't know i think people just dig the titles yeah Top episodes in the past seven days of We're Not Malicious People, but dot, dot, dot. Maybe he had diarrhea. Another week, another canceled show we liked. Dude looks like Loki. <laughs> now a word from your local drive-ins. So, oh, like, we're not malicious people, but dot, dot. No, it's yeah. not, dude. Pride's Corner just oh. ran their drive-in this past weekend. They did a triple feature with uh, Elf, A Christmas Story, and Gremlins. Nice. I think that's what the triple feature was. And that makes sense because, you know, this is Maine. So this morning I went out and scraped the car off from my uh, partner before she headed to work. And then this evening I'm slipping on the mud. I'm taking the trash cans out and I'm slipping on the mud in the yard. I'm like, how is this a fucking thing? This morning it's slipping on ice. Tonight it's slipping on mud. Fucking Maine. Yep. That's how it works. Maine. Maybe that'll be this fucking Maine. They haven't announced yet if they're going to uh, run this coming weekend or not. Okay. Um, but, I mean, this is two years in a row now. They've managed to show um, screen into December. Now, didn't they last year have um, that showing of It's a Wonderful Life, but then they had to cancel it because of the storm? Yes. Yep. Yeah. They end up canceling, and so but so they didn't actually end up screening that, that, that movie, if you will, but... So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm happy for them. I mean, they they opened up in uh, end of May. They're screening movies through early December. I mean, that's yeah. Can't really ask for more than that when you're running an outdoor business, an outdoor movie business, paying in, the bills in, in Maine. You know, where weather. Yeah. To, I mean, we legitimately. There's. I remember I was talking about this with someone not too long ago. I remember not every year, but there was some years it was cold enough that like on Thanksgiving day, we were going ice fishing in Woodbury pond in Litchfield where I grew up uh, across the street from my grandmother's house. Hmm. You know, um, yep. obviously definitely not this year. Yeah. I remember growing up as a kid that like, you know, end of October was when you started looking for snow. Like you yep. were lucky if you could go trick or treating without snow, you usually had to have a snow jacket on. Yeah. And then November, forget about it. November was when snow was officially here. It almost feels like the seasons are shifting. Because I also have very fond memories of Easter, no matter whether it was the end of March or middle of April. Easter always being, like, warm. Mm. Like, you're wearing your light jacket or no jacket mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. outside. And I'm sure it wasn't that way every year, but I have enough memories of it being like that or seen enough pictures where it's like that, that it's almost, it's like the seasons are shifting somehow where winter's mm. starting later, you know, every season's kind of starting. It's off, off its natural cycle, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not. 
I'm not some scientist. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, global warming is not a thing, but I'm just saying. Right. So. Anyhow. What else? Uh, what else do we want to talk about before we talk about what did we watch this week? Mm, um, I don't know. You, you all ready for the Christmas? Yeah, I got to, um, I got to buy, uh, I got to get my mom and her boyfriend their um, fishing licenses, but I couldn't buy those till December. So now that it's December, I can pick them up for next year. And um, I need to get, uh, uh, I just need to give my dad money towards oil that we buy for my grandmother, which mm. isn't, yeah. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it for me. Nice. That's I pretty still, much it. I still got a few things to pick up, but this year is definitely a lighter year for me. Um, yeah. For, first year in the new place, you know, so still trying to work out the kinks of the uh, budget and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm just about there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I got a I got a nice nice card from your mom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I mailed, she, uh, I, I mailed her a card. Yes, yes. She got it the same day that I got ours. Thank you again, by the way. And yeah, uh, I uh I got I got I got on the ball this year. Those were in the mail like the day after Thanksgiving or something like that. <laughs> nice. She uh she messaged me and she's like I can't read the the return address. Can you tell me what it is? And I'm like, yeah, it's 132 Washington Ave. She's like, okay, thanks. And uh, <laughs> go ahead. She's like, I'm gonna send him. A, I'm gonna send him a card right out. I'm like, you do that. You go right ahead. So, um, no, like I got all the kids to sit down before Thanksgiving and sign all the cards. And then I addressed all the envelopes and I did all the return addresses. You know, when you're sitting there writing one after another, you're like, why haven't I bought a friggin' stamp yet? Mm. I only need it for this one time a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> I sure would be nice to have. <laughs> one day I went to the grocery store. I was like, do you need anything? And she's like, Julia's like, uh, yeah, pick up stamps. We don't need them right now, but just in case, just pick up stamps. I'm like, okay, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you can really ask yeah it is one of those things that you can pick it up and just like throw it in a drawer as long as you know what drawer it is and you're good to go yeah yeah yep yeah, exactly i um yeah i know i went to the post office to mail some stuff the other day and it was just like oh yeah and i'll take uh two books of stamps do you want the mm. christmas ones whatever <laughs> yeah. yep yep Yep, yep. Whatever. As Whatever. long as they work, if I can stick them on a piece of paper and send that piece of paper to somebody else at a different place, that's what I care about. Yep. That is exactly what I care about. <laughs> uh, oh, hell's bells. So, do you, uh, do you watch some good stuff this week? I watched some stuff this week. I feel the same way. I watched zero movies. Oh no! I did I watch any movies? I don't think I did. 
Yeah. Uh, again, we're recording on Monday. So last week we recorded on Tuesday. So we kind of lost one day in there, which always, for me, it always like shrinks up the stuff that I watch. I know it's only one day, but for some reason it affects it like that. It really does. Um, damn work sometimes, you know. Oh no, yeah. it wasn't my work this was it my work this week or was it your 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 you were down in the dumps? Not down in the dumps. Let's rephrase that. You were having you weren't feeling well. I wasn't feeling well, no. Okay. It was just usually my work that messes it up for us. That's why I said that. It's usually a pretty safe assumption my work is somehow messing it up. Wait, are we talking last week? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was your work because you had to work Monday night. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it was my work. All right. Yeah, the week before Fair I was sick. enough. The week before you were <laughs> sick. Yeah. Well, recovering from surgery and like, dude, can't do it. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, good. So we don't have any movies, so we'll do some shows and some uh, uh, trailers and news. Was that a baby I just heard? Uh, no, it might have just been Wesley just being loud. Oh, okay. I Legit, it sounded like a baby was crying. I was like, no way. There's not yeah, a no. baby in your house. No, no, there's not, a, there's not a child in my house. Well, there's a child. There's not a baby. <laughs> I would like to see the baby. <laughs> so. Uh, so, um, I got to say, we, uh, we watched another episode, episode and a half of Attack on Titan the other night, which is a good show. But the main reason that we did this. Excuse me. Yes. Was because for Black Friday, I picked myself up a deal. Oh, what'd you get yourself? I got myself, it's the Govi version. So it's not um, the Philips Hue, which is the top of the line, but this is the Govi version of immersion lights, which are the bias yes. lights that sit on the back of your TV. Sure. How's that treating you? It's got a little camera that sits on top of the TV and it kind of looks down. And so, like, if there's red in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, then it'll show you, you know, red lights in that area. It took a while to calibrate it and get it all working and realize, you know, this, this, this. But it's awesome. It's so cool. Um, Sometimes it's not quite perfect, but a lot of times it's just fucking it it's like icing on the cake you know the cake is good enough but then the icing is like mm, you know how that can work and a bad icing can actually like i don't know a bad icing can ruin a cake whereas a good icing does that make sense am i making sense yeah you're making you're making sense yeah the cake is good. We'll say that the cake is good, which is like cake, the show that you're watching good. or the movie. Right, yeah. But then, like, depending on the frosting that you put on, I guess I'm saying icing, I mean frosting. Depending on the frosting that you put on, it can make or break that cake. Like, you might scrape off the frosting if it's a shit frosting. Like, if it's just pure sugar and you're like, I don't want this. Um, or it might be that, like, the combination of that frosting with that cake is just so fucking good. It, like, they they wouldn't be as good separate. And in yeah. this case, I feel like this really – it really kind of makes the the cake a little bit better, um, in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. So what we did was um, we – we um, – what did we do? Oh, we put on a couple of different movies and games and stuff like that. And one of the things that we ended up was um, 
we threw down some, excuse me, some attack on Titan. And it was really cool seeing like the reds yeah. pop and the yellows pop and stuff. So that was one show that I watched that I enjoyed um, this week that I'm sure you didn't watch, but yeah. Uh, I will also say that um, before we get into the most recent episode of Doctor Who Flux, that we uh, what is Attack for- on Titan live? No, Attack? no, it's an anime. Okay, you watch the anime. Okay, all right. I'm yes. sorry, I didn't know if they had a new one. No, no, it's just the uh, it's just the anime on Hulu. I had never watched it before. She's seen a couple uh, seasons of it, and uh, so she's like, "We really got to watch this." And yeah, it's it's a decent show anyway, but yeah, seeing the colors pop and seeing like the immersion lighting, it was, it, it's fun. Um, but yeah, we threw on uh doctor who and I'm chomping at the bit here because, uh, we have one episode left of Chris Eccleston and I have not told her about that part yet. Ooh, that's going to be, yeah, like she understands regenerations and stuff like that. She knows that there are different actors, but I haven't. I, I was just like, hey, just so you know, we've got one episode left, and then the next one's a Christmas episode. Didn't mention why. Um, so I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And she's dragging her feet right now, just because, like, you know, tired at the end of the day or. You know, uh, I feel like watching something lighthearted or I feel like watching something more serious. So it's uh, it's been a little touch and go. But, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that transition coming right up here. Well, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she reacts to that, quite frankly. And that Govi test is crazy effing cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Wow. I mean... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I said, sometimes it's a little off, like when you're watching a TV show, because it tries to guess as best as it can. And it's it's using a fishbowl lens. So it's like panoramic. So it kind of picks up stuff. It kind of doesn't. You got to do this calibration where you try to tell it where the points are. Um, Whereas if I was to pay, you know, this I paid 50 bucks for. If I wanted to get the Philips Hue one, it's like 300, I think. But yeah. that one doesn't have a camera. It's purely based on the HDMI. So you route your HDMI through a, a special box and it translates the picture and it says, okay, I see exactly what colors are where and I will put them up in the right spot. So, yeah, if I wanted to go super expensive, I could have fucking picture perfect lighting. But I like this for what it is. It's fun. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty damn cool, sir. Thank you. So, uh, what what are some of the shows that you watched that you know, like was the Connors on this week? The Connors was on this week. Uh, it was a it was a pretty decent episode, quite frankly. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it, uh, you know, it's funny. They they what was I going to say? They mentioned Roseanne somewhat again this week. Really? It's odd when they mention her because they don't they, they well they say mom whatever but mm-hmm. like it was really negative like surprisingly negative like and like then, taking a dig at the actress kind of or well just that who Roseanne was as a character almost like uh, 
it's like, you know, when she first died, quote fingers, you know, they was all sad and rose colored glasses. And then now almost kind of realistically, they're just like, you know what? She really wasn't that great. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of weird. Gotcha. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, Dan was being kind of um, reminiscent of her because he had to get rid of the bedroom set that they bought them and and yada, yada, yada. So. It was, um, I don't know, it was interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. Again, I'm wondering if it's because the actress was putting up a stink or if they had some reason to be mad at her or if they were just like, no, let's just remind everybody that she's never coming back. And Oh, Roseanne Barr? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the reasoning was for it. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, no, I don't I don't know what their reasoning was for it, and that's fine by me, quite frankly. Um but um like he had bought this bedroom set for like they got married, Roseanne's parent family said that he'd never mount anything. Um you know, it's just I don't know, it was just interesting. He bought this bedroom set for them. They've had it he'd had it for like forty years, but his new wife is like, We need to get rid of that. You know, and so he's like, yeah, you're right, but he doesn't really want to. And so he kind of mm. gets reminiscent about how it was and how it mm. could have been. So, gotcha. Yeah. The uh, graduation glasses, kind of. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But um, ultimately, in the end, it was it's good. I liked it. I, I enjoy watching the show. Um, enjoying the characters. Um, it's kind of when you think about it, the show started in 1988, and here we are, <laughs> 30, 30. Is it 34 years later? Yeah, 34 years later, and the the they're still playing. They're playing those characters, and they have now for the last few years again. That's kind of cool when you think about it. Yeah, that is. You know, it's like they're you know, they're somehow successfully playing these characters from 34 years ago, and I'm, I and I found myself trying to think: Is there any other? Simpsons doesn't count. It's the same voice actors and actresses. I realize for majority of the characters, you know, you know, Yardley Smith's been doing Lisa Simpson since 1989. That's okay. That's very impressive. But like on a TV show, is there any other character that's played? the same character this long, even with a big break they had. And I, I just don't think there is. No, I can't think of one. I mean, the, the closest, not the closest, but like, was it Richard Belzer? Mm. Yeah, that's R- a fair Richard, point. Richard Belzer. Yep. He played, um, uh, John Munch for 23 years from 93 to 2016. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn impressive. If you think about it, that's really impressive. And if you also think about the fact that he played detective John Munch um, originally on homicide life on the streets, which was on ABC. And then when that show got canceled, he went over to play him on law and order. Uh, and then Law and Order SVU. He played on Law and Order SVU, and then he also played him on Law and Order, like a couple mm-hmm. episodes. He was on Trial by uh, Law and Order Trial by Jury, 
He played the character on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. He played the character on Arrested Development. Uh, he played the character on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> he played yes. the character on Jimmy Kimmel Live, which really doesn't count. He played the character. Well, I mean... Yeah, he played the character on the UPN show The Beat, and he played the character on an episode of The X Files, which took place in Baltimore. Like it, the like the episode was filmed like say in 2000, but this he took but this episode took place like in the mid 90s in Baltimore before Fox got put back on the X-Files type of thing mm-hmm. uh, before he got partnered up with the Scully. So, I mean, that that's pretty impressive there. That really is, honestly, you know, that that's pretty impressive. Because not only did he play the character that long, but on so many different shows. And I would still count the Jimmy Kimmel because that's. That's real life, you know. He's he's going on there as Richard Belzer, but he's not. He's going on as Munch. That's true. That's true. Let's see here. Let's do this quick Google search. Uh, let's see here. Oh, well, okay. See now, you can't count this shit because you get into soap operas, and you have like. Well, Kelsey Grammer played Frasier for 20 years between Cheers and Frasier, you know. Uh, Mariska Hargitay's been Olivia Benson for 22 years on SVU. Um, <clears throat> Peter Falk played Columbo for 35 years between the TV movies and the TV series. Hmm. Um, let's see here. And then, like, Susan Lucci was on All My Children for 41 years playing Erica Kane. And then you get into that same type of thing and all these different soap operas, actors on Days of Our Lives, who played the same character for 43 years. Which is, I mean, good for them. You know, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Helen Wagner played Nancy Hughes for 54 years on As the World Turns from 1956 to 2010. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, William Roach played Ken Barlow. On Coronation Street, whatever show that is, for 60 years. Sorry, that's that's exceptionally impressive. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, he's still alive. He has the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest-running serving television star in a continuous role. It's a BBC... Um, show if you will hmm bbc uh soap opera wow coronation street started in 1960 and he's still playing the character today on itv british soap opera he's he's been in over 4600 episodes all right so everybody takes the cake takes the cake (laughs) that definitely yeah all right Sorry, got a little, little sidetracked there, everybody. That's quite all right. Yeah, got a little sidetracked. So, anyhow. All right. Um, what you? What else did you watch this week, sir? Probably all shows that we both watched. So, like, there was a new episode of Ghosts this week. Oh, Ghosts was great. 
it, it keeps getting better, doesn't it? I think so. Um, we got introduced to the fact that, you know, sometimes little kids can see the ghosts. Um, yes. Because the yep. foreman or the contractor brings his son in and he's like, pirate, pirate, which was great. Isaac's like, I'm not a pirate. This is, oh God, look at my outfit. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the hell out of that. But there was um, uh, one of the most touching moments that we've seen in a while was, you know, when Thor and what's her name? Hetty were, yes. were walking, you know, he was like, oh, let's go walking. And she's like, we have nothing to talk about. And he's like, we used to be closer. And she's like, what? And he's like, nothing, never mind. And it turns out that, yeah. you know, when she was a little girl living in the manor, he was a ghost and he would sing to her and he was her friend. And then she kind of forgot well, as she got older. Yeah. And we don't see that to the end, which is great because she talked about like she used to be sung to sleep by an angelic voice every night by one of the mm-hmm. servants. I think his name was Gordon or something like that. I don't know. And mm-hmm. and, and Thor, Thorfinn goes, yes, Gordon. Oh, that was him. Well, how would you know? I was ghost. I'd sat and watched. And she was like, oh, and then, like, I mentioned to Kate, like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, he had to have been a ghost while she was a little kid and watched her grow up in that house until she died and became a ghost. Mm. Um, this week's episode, we had a guy that was there for, I can't think of her name, but the uh, the black soul singer, the girl yes. who claims that she was killed, murdered, even though, like, <laughs> everyone says she had a heart attack. Which, in all honesty, it was kind of like a running joke. Yes. You because know, she was always like, oh, I was too popular. And everyone's like, yeah, right, whatever. And she was like, no, I must have been murdered. And they're like, dude, look at you. Look at the size of you. You know, you yeah. you, you were a heart attack. Yeah. And, um, well, as it turns out, she was, in fact, murdered. Mm-hmm. Alberta. Alberta. And But this dude was creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, creepy as shit. He sure was. Really he, scary almost. Like, he basically knew all these things about her. He said that he was the historian studying her and he was writing a book on her. And so they were like, oh, great. And he's like, let me stay at your B&B. And, uh, but he wanted food because it's a bed and breakfast. Yes. Yeah. He was he was very disturbing. He was a disturbing man. Let's be yeah. honest. And... They were afraid that they poisoned him because they had chicken that today was the expiration date. And she's like, they just put that there to like mess with you and it'll be fine. And they cooked him the chicken and then he was laying on the floor, barely breathing. But we find out later that it's because he drank the moonshine that was in Alberta's trunk because he was like, I wanted to drink from the last container that she would have drunk from. And it turned out I wanted to touch what her lips touched. It was even more disturbing. Yes, because he has one of her toenails in a jar that he bought off eBay. He has, a tattoo, sure that's of legit. Her, he has a tattoo of her face on his back. Yeah, but it turns out that when he drank the moonshine, it wasn't just that it was old, but they found when they pumped his stomach that it was laced with strychnine. So yep. she really was poisoned, murdered, which is really kind of cool because now we've got a mystery to solve. We certainly do. I mean, if they go that route, they might not. They probably will. Yeah. Excuse me. But anyhow, um, so that was a good episode of that. Uh, We also had Hawkeye. Real quick, Mm. I watched CSI Vegas. CSI Vegas continues to be very good. I thoroughly enjoy the show. Um. 
so. Excellent. Um, what have we got? Yeah, Hawkeye. What do you think of this episode? Um, I liked it. Um, we kind of see, we kind of got to see that Hawkeye, like, all right, all the Avengers, except, well, I say all the Avengers, Black Widow's not, Hawkeye's not, but everyone else has superpowers or they're billionaire geniuses who have technology to help them. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. we're seeing that, like, all the explosions and concussions and everything that he's been through, it's taken the toll on his body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not immortal he doesn't have superpowers or super strength and his vision his vision his his hearing is now suffering from that yes so that's why we find that hawkeye is wearing hearing aids something that never would have that you know you never would have expected but it does put a twist of but of reality and believability on hey he's just a person who's just have who's just highly trained and absolutely his, you know, what he's done to help for the United States. It's just like, uh, what was the one of the movies where they talked about, like, you know, don't you get paid being an Avenger or one of the TV shows? And it's like, uh, <laughs> no, no, you know, Tony Stark's gone. So the money's gone, you know, right. like it's not yeah. something they got paid to do. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of it? Well, I hate to use this word, but I felt like it was kind of a filler episode. Like, everything that happened in here was kind of a transition from one to the next. Uh, we got a little more, we got some of echoes backstory, um, where we got to see her as a young child, kind of ostracized, you know, she was super smart, but she was at a school for regular kids, not deaf kids. And she had to work at their pace, but you know, the teacher didn't want to work with her because she was deaf. Um, she learned, martial arts by watching the other kids you know she was using her other senses as it were and uh so she's become pretty formidable in her own right uh but she has her sidekick there lackey that translates for her because you know she's basically she sees that hawkeye knows some sign language she's like oh okay and so she starts signing and he's like yeah um more cookie please Basically saying, you know, I learned very basic sign language because of my hearing loss and my son wanted to talk. So she has to have the translator, but she basically ridicules him. And she's like, you're relying on that too much. You should just be who you are. And then proceeds to kick it out of his head and shatter it. But uh, it must have been like either a very good one or he just doesn't have access to other stuff because they went specifically to that one Asian lady who was quote unquote the doctor who could um, fix the hearing aid for him. Like, yeah. why not just go get another one? Yeah, no, again, valid point. And again, maybe it's quicker to fix the one he has than to buy a brand new one. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of this was just, to me, it was just kind of filler, like getting us from point A to B. We didn't have any major plot development. We didn't have any big character growth, except for maybe the phone call with his son, where like he couldn't hear him. And that was cool the way they did that. Like, and then, you know, Kate's translating for him. Yeah. And I don't, I don't actually necessarily disagree with, um, 
Um, oh, crap. I'm so sorry. Echo? With your statement that this was a filler episode. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, um, you know, I did like that we got uh, to see Kate kind of in action with her archery skills in this one, with her riding mm. out the vehicle as they had the chase thing going on. I like that he fired. She fired the the suction cup arrow. She's like a <laughs> suction cup, and then later uh-huh. on when they utilize it, oh, I get the suction cup now. Mm-hmm. Um, or the USB used, arrow. <laughs> yeah, the USB arrow. Like this is a waste, and hits the guy in the chest. I think it would have hurt more than 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 how he reacted though. Yeah, that was a lot of pressure behind that arrow. Yeah, but um, no, I I I, I liked it. We got some comedy. We got some family thing where like you said where he's talking to his son but he can't hear him so kate's kind of translating writing down what the kid's saying and so he can re- answer and you know yep. it's okay if you're not home for christmas dad and oh yeah that was a little heartbreaking yeah that was this is dad it really was but um no i uh i enjoy it thoroughly so i'm i'm definitely here for it yeah we only, only got... a couple more episodes right yes only three more uh we got kind of a cliffhanger where uh you know, he steps into the next room and her new soon to be stepdad is yeah. got a sword to his throat. And he's like, what are you doing here? And then it just kind of leaves it on that. Yep. Uh, yeah, the the arrow fights in the car chase were fun, you know, seeing the different kind of arrows. And she's like, you know mm-hmm. what? There are four more deadly than this or four more dangerous than this one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that blows up. I loved the uh, he's like, you know, fire up. She fires up, and then he hits it with the Pym arrow. Makes oh, it super large. Yes, that was awesome. I popped big <laughs> for that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I popped big time for that one. And, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm enjoying it. Um, I hope it picks up a little bit. You know, I'd like a little bit more story or a little bit more development or something in the next episode. But, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. And and especially knowing that they've already announced that Echo is getting her own spinoff series. Like, is it going to be Echo in the tracksuit mafia? Is it going to be the early years? Is she going to become like a, a vigilante or a hero or something? Because right now, oh, and her little um, right hand man at one point he mentioned he's like, you know, what would your uncle think? And she's like, we're not going to talk about that. Like, who is her uncle? I know in the comics, her adopted dad is the kingpin. Are they trying? Is that? like this version of that um i i i wonder if it's uh bishop's soon-to-be stepdad if, mm. if that's where they're gonna go but they do kind of imply Maybe. the kingpin from when she was a kid yes yeah because her uncle was there when she was doing the karate or whatever and he kind of like had the nice tailored suit cuff all you saw was his hand and a little bit of the yeah. sleeve of the yeah Um, Chucky finale. Um, it wasn't a double episode. No, no, it was like an hour and five minutes, but that's including commercials. Yeah. So it was, so it was definitely an extended episode. Got a nice Uh, PS at the end, which was cool, I guess. What was the PS today? I think I watched it. It was Chucky sitting in the chair, and he's like, "So, where do we go from here?" And oh, yes, yes, yeah. They just he, like, kind of right in. Things and, yeah. 
Yeah. So essentially, uh, Kyle's Kyle gets blown up. But um, we didn't see a body, so true. We didn't see a body. Uh, Chucky is at the movie theater for Frankenstein. He starts. There's two Chuckies. One Chucky's crawling around on the floor of the cinema, stabbing people in the ass, apparently, and killing them by in the process. Yep. There's another Chucky with Junior and uh, the bitch that we all hated. The girl we all hated at Lexi? the beginning of the se- yeah Lexi at the beginning of the series yep. season, and now she's found redemption by the end and Chucky's trying to get Junior to kill her and instead Junior stabs Chucky and kills him but in the process has killed himself mm-hmm. by Chucky um, there's a whole van load of Chucky dolls that um, they're, they're donating like- to help to, to need, needful children all across the United States apparently uh, but and they're Andy's, all kind of Chucky's. They're all good guy dolls that Chucky's put his a part of his soul in them. Right, but none of them have like his flair. Like they're all kind of oh, almost yes. like uh, stripped down versions. Yes, yeah, but they're still murderous. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Multiplicity. You know, when they made a copy of a copy. Oh, that's an ex- that's a that you know what that is a very great example of it. A copy of a copy, and it degrades as it goes. Yeah. So I feel like that might be what we're looking at here, but continue. Yeah. Sorry. So then we have Tiffany, played by Jennifer Tilly, who allegedly, as Jennifer Tilly, donated all the dolls. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy hijacks the delivery truck with all the Chucky dolls, but then. Tiffany, the doll, now appears. Yeah. And she's got a gun on Andy telling him to drive. So, like, he hijacked the truck, but they had a backup plan. Uh-huh. Um, Tiffany, the human person, um, uh, amputated Lika's arms and legs. So that way, if Chucky ever takes her over again, uh, is helpless. But Tiffany still has Nika around because she likes, you know, Nika a lot. So that, that sucks for Nika, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That really does. Um, and yes, in the little PS epilogue, whatever you want to call it, Chucky recaps all the kills in the season, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty funny. I, I thought it was too. I, almost like, yeah. you know, we get these things that are like, Oh, this was the most violent um, Halloween movie, and there were more kills than any other horror movie out there. And yeah. Oh, and they also reveal in this last episode that Tiffany is the one that reported Charles Lee Ray to the police and where he was, which yeah. the first Chucky movie starts out with him, you know, being chased down in the toy store and being shot, and so he puts his soul in the doll for the first time. Mm-hmm. So. And they also kind of the. It's like a throwaway line, but they basically say that he can only transfer his soul to a good guy doll or Nika for some reason, but they never elaborate on why it's Nika. They're just like, yep, it's Nika was the one exception, but otherwise it has to be a good guy doll. Yeah, they never really do explain that part, do they? Nope. So, but that's that's what's going on there. Um, Again, I enjoy it. It's not, uh, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, um, Anything I'd probably run back to watch straight away. 
No, but I'm definitely looking forward to season two, if yep. I'm being honest. I'll watch the second season. I uh, read an interesting thing. They were talking about how uh, there was a theme that kind of ran in the background about twins. Yeah. Because, like, in the first episode, they had a song about twins. Um, Jake's dad and his uncle were twins. Uh, Chucky, there were two Chuckies running around. Um, even though he has an army, there were two of them running around. Um, and he even makes a comment later on when they're in the basement about, like, twins are creepy. They can easily gang up on you. And they never mentioned like they brought everything back like everything from all the child's plays came back except for glenn and glenda which were the weird i i hate to say red-headed stepchild but they were the red-headed children but you know glenn was the one who was born a doll from chucky and tiffany doll having sex and getting yeah. pregnant yeah that's so, just that was yeah yeah, so you had this doll named Glenn who actually had a twin sister, Glenda, but she was like, I don't know if it was that she was stillborn or she was like absorbed, but she lived inside of Glenn. And so they would like switch and one of them would be active at a time. And then when they did that whole seed of Chucky where they tried to get Jennifer Tilly pregnant so they could take over human bodies again. And then Chucky decided to stay in the doll. Um, they did have a boy and a girl born and they transferred souls so you had a live glenn and glenda which is what they were postulating was that weird teacher at school who has the red hair you know is that glenn or glenda um but but they never mentioned glenn or glenda in this whole season so it's it seems like either they wanted to get away from that they were like no this was just too weird for us or they're leaving that for the second season because you know second season number two twin you know I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I guess we'll find out. Because we're going to watch the second season. So. Damn straight we are. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, let's see here. <laughs> Go, no rookie. Nope. But there is, there is a new one now. Yeah, as of yesterday, but not for when we're discussing it today because i didn't watch it last night like like i didn't watch the doctor who finale yesterday i didn't watch the rookie yesterday so um cowboy bebop did you watch any more i only went up to the end of episode three and i was loving it and i actually said to julia i was like i love this show so much she was like i do too i said but we got to stop here because i told mike we were going to get through three episodes and that was it yeah, I watched episode three as well. Uh, I also love it, and I thoroughly enjoy the show. Um, John Cho is awesome. Yeah. It Spike. feels so stylish. Even if it wasn't, like, even if I didn't know that it was based on an anime, it feels anime-ish. Oh, yeah, it definitely has a huge anime-ish feel to it. Um. Well, I mean, what did you think of it overall, I guess? Or... No, I loved it. Um, I, I know that this was one of the stories that came directly from the anime was the, you know, the dog that they rescued from somebody. Yeah. I loved how they tied this in, how basically in this world, you know, whether it's the future or just another world, like pets are expensive and you pay massive taxes and not everybody can own them. So basically this guy was going around stealing pets. You know, he's like... 
uh, what did he say? Like his family um, chose the dog, chose chose to take the pets with them instead when they were instead like, of his family. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of him. Yep. So he wanted to take their pets, but, and he was going to kill them, but then he was like, they're innocent and they look so pretty and, you know, yeah. they didn't do anything to deserve this. So he kind of had a change of heart, which, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love the dialogue. I love the snappiness. The whole thing just feels like it just pops for me. The energy is great. Um, the way that it transitions from scenes to scenes. Uh, I loved love the end of this where he's basically sitting up there in the sniper's perch and having the talk with vicious and uh (laughs) at the very end there where he's like you know i see you get a new ride so uh you still rocking the bulletproof glass then boom you know the one little tiny splinter because i even said that i was like with a rifle that high powered i mean i know it's bulletproof glass air quotes but that's gonna splinter like that's not going to stand up like it would to a small caliber from a distance. Yep. And uh, sure enough, it splintered that right off in his cheek. Loved it. I think my favorite scene from the show so far of these three episodes is the casino battle gunfight. Oh yeah. I loved the casino gunfight. I just thought that was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I look forward to watching more episodes. I know they're all up. I know there's ten total. I'd like to. Do you want to watch one or two more? Two. Okay, let's watch four and five then. Yeah, because I can't get enough of this. I, I definitely recommend this to everybody. Like, even if you're not an anime fan, this is just—it's stylish, it's sexy, it's great dialogue, fun characters. It's a sci-fi show, but it's also grounded in some forms of reality. It's just, it's awesome. It's a great time. Nice. Uh, let's see. I'm looking through my list here. Um, did you watch Bebo Saves Christmas? Oh, no, that was out. Yeah, I will tell you this. Like, I went on the CW app and I looked up Legends of Tomorrow, and it was not listed there. I had to actually look up the name Bebo Saves Christmas. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. And I found it. Um, <laughs> I, How long I is will it? just—it's forty-two minutes. Okay. Um, the only thing that I will say to you about it definitively is that I was sitting there when Santa came on the scene. I'm like, I know that voice. That's Ernie Hudson. And I looked it up. I'm like, yes, that's fucking Ernie Hudson. Okay. So that was fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, that is something that I watched and we'll talk about no, it next time. No, no, I don't like that. That is something that I watched. Well, no, I said that I wasn't going to tell you anything about it. It's one of those like I, know, I want but, you to go into it. I know, but when we say some, but we when we're being negative, we say, "Well, that was a show I watched." <laughs> Sorry, that that was not my intention. I was trying to remain neutral. Was all it was. I didn't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, it was great," or "Oh, it sucked," or anything like that. No, I was just trying to be neutral. Okay, it's all good, man. All right, you had me a little worried there for a moment, to be honest. <laughs> With your, well, that's a movie that I watched. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> um, uh, so does that just leave Doctor Who? 
I think so. I had to, um, I found that with this season, with the flux stuff going on, I have to go back. And I mean, I know I've done this in the past too, but I've had to go back and read some recaps because a lot happens, uh, especially this one with the time jumps. Yeah. The constant back and forth, like now it's 1901, now it's 1904, now it's 1941, and we're following a different character, and now it's, you know, we're in division, and now it's 1904 again, and now it's 1906. And I had to really go back and watch it, uh, read a recap so that I knew what was going on. Did you enjoy this episode? Uh, well, I mean,. Look, it's Doctor Who. I'm excited to have Doctor Who back. I'm excited for the concept of what this is. You know, mm-hmm. the the six episodes, one connecting story, but at the same time, we're diving into the Doctor's past that she doesn't remember, which we're explaining the Doctor we saw in the 12th episode. We're bringing back the Sonterans. We saw the Cybermen. We've talked about the Daleks. We've brought back the Weeping Angels. And we're seeing the Weeping Angels like we've never seen them before. Oh, yeah. Um, Way more diabolical and vicious. Yes. Um, Did I hate the fact that 15 seconds into Survivors of the Flux, the Doctor was no longer a Weeping Angel and that we found out that she was just made one to transport her to the Division? Yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, but all in all, I mean, if we look at the doctor's story, um, that she had where she, um, um, meets her mom, quote unquote, Pectan. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, they, we find out that basically she started the flux to collapse all the universes to start over mm-hmm. because the do- because of the doctor mm-hmm. um that it was easier to destroy the universe than to let the doctor run around in it yep yep because of her companions and all that stuff like that um so we have the grand serpent starting out in 1958 who helps form unit and then we see the Grand Serpent over the years being involved, never aging, but no one seeming to pick up on it. But her killing, but him killing people and making them disappear, until we get to 2021, where Kate Stewart discovers him, calls him out, is protected by some psychic blocking thing. Um, he tries to kill her anyway, so she goes into hiding. Mm-hmm. So essentially, unit's done, and so the the Grand Serpent basically orders uh, Earth to lower its defenses um, to actually fire missiles upon their own cities so that the Sonterans can invade again. We get that. Um, we get was- the the backstory of the, uh, the 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 lovers trying to find each other. Mm, yes, and uh, yeah. that. Bell and Vinder. Yeah. And ever since once upon a time, we've been seeing these two, like trying to get to each other. Yeah. Cause she's pregnant and he wants to get back to her. He was 
he was exiled out there because of the great serpent. He yep. basically called out the great serpent and said, Hey, he assassinated one of his political rivals. And they were like, Oh, okay. Well here, go take this shit post on this shit place. Yeah. The, the one thing that I feel is coming here and I don't, I don't think I like it, but yeah. So early on, we had learned that Tecteon took the doctor, found the doctor as a child standing in front of a portal, yeah. dropped off from a wormhole, and took her or yeah. him, took him. And the doctor. based, yeah, and based, um, <clears throat> what is it? Based regeneration on the doctor's DNA like built the regenerative abilities of the time Lords out of the doctor. Yep. So we're already saying that, you know, the doctor is responsible for the time Lords being able to regenerate. Um, but now we've got these two lovers who are trying to get back to each other. One of them is pregnant. I just, I have this feeling that we're going to be like, Oh, and their child is the doctor. And they left her there because they went off to, fight the flux or whatever. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Well, they had said something interesting. Was it? it, I read up on this. Like I said, I've had to do a couple of recaps because there's a lot going on in these. Um, Basically, they were talking about how Vinder, like he, if you look at the timeline, he would have to have been on that starship for, like 50 years, I think they said. Because when he, when he's talking about it, yeah, okay. Uh, Vinder calls his last pre-flux report number 21,754, which if the reports are daily, would mean he'd been on outpost rows for 54 years. Even if he had to report 10 times a day, that still mean he'd been there for over five years, which would make his uh, bells still not showing pregnancy, either a record breaker or extremely alien. Uh, something zapped Vinder to the Temple of Atropos after he evacuated Outpost Rose. Interesting name, right? Outpost Rose. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it says, when Bell watched the Time Force particles destroy a pair of survivors, she said that some days she feels like they want to stop me from getting to you. The flux is all about getting rid of the Doctor. Which was kind of weird, because she basically said that she was Tecteon said that she created the flux to destroy the universe to prevent the doctor from getting back to division and, and running around the universe, fixing things and doing things. Then she says, come with me to the new universe that I'm building. What? You just created the flux to destroy the universe, to stop the doctor. And now you're like, but Hey, why don't you come with me? The one person you're trying to stop. Yeah, no, that, yeah, okay, yep, that's true. Oh, here's something else that was interesting. Um, when we first meet Belle in Once Upon a Time, she's looking at that hollow recording of Vinder, you know, the little holographic image of his face. Mm-hmm. And she says, I wonder if he looks different. Now, normally, you would just be like, oh, maybe he's aged a little bit or he changed his haircut or something like that. What if it's a regeneration? Regeneration, yeah. Yeah can't say that I thought of any of this. Mm. I had neither until I started reading the recaps. And I'm like, fuck. I, yeah. Like I said, I don't know how I feel about that. 
Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that either. It, it's, you know, it's the doctor. You don't want to know all of the answers. It's like we find out that, um, like I said, Tecteon based the regeneration off the doctor and doing experiments on the doctor. And the little yeah. fob watch in there is apparently the memories of the doctor in different incarnations while working in division or being destroyed in division to, you know, be experimented on. So there's at least the one doctor, the other woman doctor that we have seen that would exist inside that fob watch. But there could be, like she said, you know, what are there hundreds, thousands yeah, that was the other thing. We don't know. And but part of it's frustrating though, because it goes against all all of um help me. It gets it goes against all of what we've met known about the doctor and the doctor's thirteen regenerations, you know what I yes. mean? Yep. But but then remember what happened with Smith at the end of his days. They just gave him another 13. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and no, and at the true. time, we all cried foul, and we were like, no, they can't just do that. Well, maybe now they're just building on that more. They're like, well, they only dole them out 13 at a time. Yep, that's true. Very, I don't know. Is it? And I mean, we could go watch the episode right now and get some answers. But this is the last episode of Flux, so everything is wrapped up at this point. Then we've got Swarm and what's her name there that just touch Tecteun and disintegrate her. And then, of course, you know, we get the cliffhanger of him reaching for the Doctor, like, oh, he's going to disintegrate. Of course, he's not. It's the Doctor, you know. Right. But. What is their point? Like they were trapped by the division and now they've drained enough energy out of all these other living organisms to break through the dimensional barrier to get to the division again to what? Just take them down? Well, good. You took out Tecteon. You're done. Um, yeah. I will say, though, I, I liked the adventures of... Um, Oh, so uh, we haven't even talked about Yaz yeah. and Dan. Please do. And, and the old guy. So we see them in, was it 1904? I think it's 1904. because yep, it starts in 1904. Been, so it's been three years for them since we last saw them. And we see them um, kind of basically traveling around. Daz, uh, Dan, Yaz, and Jericho basically kind of traveling around the world. Um trying to find out when the end of the world's going to happen, trying to find out how to make contact with the doctor. Uh, you know, they go to, uh, they go find this hermit in Nepal who basically says you need to find, I don't know if she said you need to find your dog or you need to find your best friend or somebody. Nope. She said, fetch your dog, fetch your dog, Three words. Yeah. fetch your yeah. dog. So then they go to the Great Wall of China where they leave a message that says, like, uh, Kavistan, come, you know, uh, fi come find your human in 1904. And then it cuts to him seeing it on the screen going, I don't have a time ship. <laughs> right. Um, um, uh, but they find Joseph Williamson. 
in the mysterious tunnels that we keep seeing this old guy. And it takes them a while to realize, you know, we keep seeing him all these years and he never ages. And he dug under Liverpool and we saw him earlier being like, hey, the world's kind of coming to an end and no one's listening to him. And so when Yaz says to him, hey, we think the world's coming to an end or there's, you know, we need to ha- we need to work together. He's like, yes, you're right. And he takes them to this tunnel where there's all these doors and they used to lead to all these different places. But now the doors are what's behind them is changing. Yeah. And we get the um, Sontaran invasion happening like right then and there as well down in these tunnels. Like they they they, yeah. want, they break down one of the doorways and there they are. So they might be able to use these doors. Oh, we also saw that the TARDIS is in the possession of the unit and the Serpent King, but they don't know how to use it or open the Grand Serpent, but they don't know how to use it or open or do anything with it. So that's another right. thing, too. They're basically talking like they don't even know what it is. They're just yeah. like, oh, we picked this up and it's alien, so, you know, cool, we've got it in storage. Which yeah. is very weird because unit, uh, the doctor for a whole season worked in unit, and everybody at unit knew the doctor. So it's very odd that they, like, picked up the TARDIS and they're like, we have no idea what this is. So that's another one. Yazd and, and company's adventure felt very Indiana Jones ish. And I fucking dug it a lot. Yeah. I, I was really behind what they were, what they were doing, what they were into <laughs> when they were doing the, uh, the pulley, you know, one guy on one end of the rope, one guy on the other end of the rope. They yes. kept like flopping back and forth. She's just like, Hey, yo, how's it going? <laughs> like she did. It didn't even bother her that they just kept flopping up and down like that. Yeah, I was I was here for that. I like that a lot. I it kind of bothered me though because like basically like you said, Yaz got the message from the doctor that said, "Hey, um, there is basically there's going to be an attack on Earth because when the flux happens, Earth's going to be the one thing left, and everyone's going to be scrambling to get to it and you know claim it. So you need to find out specifically what day that's going to happen. So that's why they were searching out like these." burial jars and stuff yeah. trying to get people to translate it and then like you said they went to the yogi and he was like fetch your dog and they're like okay come pick us up well wait why pick you up you haven't figured out when the day is coming yet that's your mission like figure that out first yeah. no that's true well they got one episode left to solve all this I, I was here for all of it quite frankly yes um, I, I did enjoy it. Yes, I had my frustrations at time, but all in all, I, I did enjoy the hell out of it. Yep. And even though I did have to go back and read a couple of recaps to, you know, put it all in its places, it's it's a solid series of Doctor Who. Yes, yes, it really is. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be disappointed though if it turns out to be their kid. I, I feel like it's going to be, you know, kind of like seeing how they make the cookies or something like that. You know, seeing behind the scenes, you're like, oh, I didn't want to know that. But I don't know. I guess that one scene in Capaldi. What was the name of the episode? It was like silence or something like that. When when he as a child steps out of the bed and Clara grabs his ankle. Yes. Yes. So, so knowing that I've seen that scene and how great that felt, maybe I'll be okay with this. Or the same thing with uh, River and the bassinet. You know, I hope they handle it well. I do. I think they will. 
I think when we're done recording, I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when we're done recording, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wait till tomorrow cause I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed, but yeah. plus I don't want to have to watch it really low so that Julia can't hear cause she's still way behind. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So is that it for shows? I think that is. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Kate and I finished. What did we finish? Um, oh God, what show were we watching? What was the name of it? <laughs> oh no, we America's- finished the lost. We finished the lost symbol last week, so we really didn't have a show to watch. Mm. Like a new one, like um, or anything like that. So yeah, no, I watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. Didn't watch any movies. Nice. Um, I didn't yeah, watch any movies either. I was I was happy about that. Uh, a little yeah. bit of news. I yeah. sent you some amazing fucking news today, where Kevin Feig <laughs> has confirmed that Charlie Cox will be Daredevil, but he did it yes. in a very vague way. Well, one hundred percent, yeah. Well, no, but it was well. If you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things. Charlie Cox, yeah, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Uh, where we see that, how we see that, when we see that, well, that remains to be seen. But you know what? It doesn't yeah. matter. He said Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Yes. So I People love immediately that. started asking about the rest of the Defenders, and he was like, well, that's the wonderful thing is as long as we have control of this, you know, we can put who we want where – so it basically he was confirming without saying it as definitively as he did with Charlie yeah. Cox. He was like, you know, these characters have been cast as far as I'm concerned. Well, and John Bernthal said he will 100% come back and play the Punisher as long as they don't tone him down. Mm-hmm. The Punisher needs to be dark, gritty, violent, the way that he portrayed the Punisher or the Punisher was portrayed by him in the Punisher series and in Daredevil and in everything. So let's get a Punisher Deadpool crossover. Let's get a Spider-Man Deadpool crossover. You know, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't remember. I don't remember when the news came out, but, you know, I think we talked about it last week where, you know, Tom Holland's going to play Spider-Man for three more movies, at least. Right. Three more Spider-Man movies, not to mention anything else. Right. Exactly. Speaking of Spider-Man, you shared you shared a trailer. Mm. For basically into the Spider-Verse 2 Part 1. Yeah, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. So I, I'm super pumped about that. That looks absolutely friggin' awesome. Um, I can't wait to watch that. I'm so fucking there for that. I'm a huge fan of Into the Spider-Verse as it was. Uh, this is more of the same. And immediately we get to see him fighting Miguel, Spider-Man 2099. Yep. So I'm so fucking there. Yeah, I'm happy for that as well. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Spider Gwen's back. Yes. I like how he's she's looking through his drawings and sees a drawing of her and he's like, Yeah, I missed you too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. What else we got here? Weird Al Yankovic announced his twenty twenty two tour. It's gonna be just his original so works again, no parodies, no costume changes, no big screens, just him and his band and their original music. Yep. I'm going to go to one. 
I know you don't have any interest, but I, I, I want to go see it. I love Weird Al, but A, this was the one concert, like, when it came out last time, I was like, nah, I'm all set with that. And B, I just, you know, I can't with COVID still being weird. Yep. That's fine. I respect that. So, yeah. Uh, but I look forward to hearing about it. Vigil, the TV series on Peacock coming out December 23rd about a... Mm. Uh, Alleged murder inside of a submarine and an investigator that's put on board that submarine to investigate it. Uh, TV series. I'll, I I like the looks of that. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty solid. It's like a Law and Order meets, you know, Dexter kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you gave us, you sent us the trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The series that's coming to Netflix. It's a series. It's a series. Uh, when I looked it up, it said it was a movie. When I saw it, it said that it was a series. No, 81 minutes coming up February 18th, 2022 on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. I thought I saw that it was a series. Nope. Huh. I mean, it makes more sense to be a movie. I can't imagine it being a series, but... Yep. And it's a it's basically a reboot. No, it's a direct sequel to the original 1974 movie. Well, disregarding I'm all off tonight. Disregarding all other movies in the franchise. So there's been this will be the ninth total movie in the franchise, mm-hmm. but this is a direct sequel to the original 1974 release, and it's it's disregarding all the others. Kind of like what they did with Halloween, where they say get rid of everything else. Yes. This one. Yep. Gotcha. Um, Kim Henkel, who co-wrote the original film, uh, is a producer in this, is involved in it. So that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so this is a direct sequel to that um, 1974 okay. release. I don't know what year it takes place um, in. So that's all I can say about that. But I'm I'm yeah. I'm excited for it. I'll watch it. It's kind of cool that yeah. it's on Netflix. Especially since, got, especially since I got my sweet sweet soundbar. Holy cow! <laughs> what Night a day, huh? difference, yeah. Uh, that's that Studio Six 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 you sent. I I have no interest in that. Me either. It's basically uh, the Foo Fighters made yeah. a horror movie about the Foo Fighters. Yeah. And MacGruber, I have no interest in MacGruber. Oh, I'm so there for that. I didn't like I MacGruber initially. I'm not a big fan of it now. Oh, I'm all over it. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, you forgot to mention one that you sent me. I did? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Jack Reacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Lee Child's movies... Um, <laughs> the Lee Child's Jack Reacher series was an excellent should, book should series. Should we bring Rude in for this? No, he he loves him. I'll tell you what. Uh, when they cast, well, not when they cast. When Tom Cruise basically said, "I want to make these movies and I want to be Jack Reacher," and he played Jack Reacher in the two films, I enjoyed the films, and Rude actually enjoyed the films, but he just constantly said, as well as many other people, "Tom Cruise is not Jack Reacher. Tom Cruise is not Jack Reacher." Um, because hey, in he's the, a big beefy boy. Well, yeah, because in the books, Reacher is like his the character Jack Reacher, if you will, 
Um, you know, he's six foot four, you know, he's in the movies. He's like just, he's 40 years old, which is fine. But like, you know, he's like six foot four and he's huge and, and he's a badass and on and on and on, which I, I, I agree, you know, um, that is how he's described in the book. I've read a couple of the books, you know, uh, but Tom Cruise, was he five, six? If that, if he's standing on his tiptoes. It's amazing. Yeah. He's five, seven, I guess he's five, seven officially, but it's crazy how Tom Cruise is just, he is so hung up on how tall he's not. Right. And family guy makes fun of him constantly. He's always on there the size of Stewie and they call him tiny Tom Cruise. And I just don't understand why he doesn't just accept the fact that he has made shit tons of money from movies he's been in. And he's one of the greatest, one of the, 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 you know, the biggest actors of all time, but he's just so hung up on his height anyway. So Alan Richson, who's now playing Tom, who's now playing Jack Reacher in the new Reacher series. Um, he is 39 years old. The actor is, mm-hmm. he is, uh, he played Aquaman in Smallville. He's six foot two. He's fucking he, he also, huge. He was in. He also was the uh, guy in Blood Drive or yep. Bloodsport. Yeah, he was the lead lead guy in Blood Drive. He's uh, Hawk and Titans. Yep, yep. There you go, Hawk and Titans. So I mean, he's he's big. He's big. He's big. He's big. He's big. And, and um, in a strictly uh, dude way, the guy's fucking hot. Like the yep. guy is he's handsome. Amazing. Yep. yep. But anyhow, so this is more like, this is what Jack Reacher looks like in the book. Like this, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot more, uh, realistic, a lot more, more accurate, I guess, to how he's described in the book. As they would say, true to the source material. Thank you. True to that. That's, that's even better. I couldn't think of the words to say, but that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah, uh, the the series so looks good. good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I think yeah, that's I'll everything. check it out. Do you got any more uh, news? I do get some more news. Um, Tom Holland is going to be starring in a biopic coming up here, and he will be playing Fred Astaire. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't uh, yep. see that one coming. No, no. I don't know if it's a biopic about Fred Astaire specifically, or if it's going to be something from that time period. And he's just one of the characters, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced a new animated spinoff of the boys called diabolical. That'll be coming out in the next yeah. year or so. That'll be cool. Uh, they announced tonight that uh, Shang-Chi two is coming officially and it'll be the same writer director. So the same guy who did the first one is doing the second one. Didn't they? I think I also read they signed him to a bunch of stuff. The director or, or the actor? The director. The actor, I wouldn't be surprised. The but. director was signed on to do a bunch of stuff. Cool. For Marvel. So maybe I'm wrong, but I think I read that today. Uh, apparently there's going to be a Batman spinoff series on HBO max and Colin Farrell will be playing the penguin. Um, what? Yeah. Well, he's already playing Oswald Cobblepot in 
uh, the Batman, the new movie coming out with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So apparently this is going to be a spinoff um, that's going to dive into the Penguin's Rise. Kind of like Gotham was supposed to, but, you know, then it just kind of became batshit crazy. Ha, huh, batshit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Okay. Um, Dave Batista is in talks right now to be the lead in M. Night Shyamalan's next movie called Knock at the Cabin. Of course, they won't tell us what it's about, but, you know, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so it's going to be fucking crazy. It's either going to be amazing or terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's no real middle ground for him, is there? Nope. Nope, he either makes an amazing movie or it sucks. Yep. I I, I agree with that. Um, And then the last one that I've got for news this week is uh, there's a... TV series, hold on. Yeah, TV series coming to, uh, they're inking the deal now, coming to Paramount Plus called Kansas City. A series set in the present day chronicles legendary New York mobster Sal, played by the executive producer, Sylvester Stallone, who is tasked with reestablishing his Italian mafia family to the modernized straight shooting town of Kansas City, Missouri. There, Sal encounters surprising and unexpected characters who follow him along his unconventional path to power. Apparently it's coming from like, so Stallone's just going to executive produce it and star in it. But, um, it's coming from Taylor Sheridan who did Sicario and Terrence winter who did the Sopranos. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So basically Stallone's going to be a mob boss. Okay. I'll I'll check that out. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I have no, no doubt about that. Uh, other than that, though, I think that's it for me. All right, well, that's that's pretty much it for me as well. Um, so you can find me on the uh, the Twitter machine. I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That's the show. We'll talk to you next. Time.